0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com.
1: Hey, before we get into the latest Instagram news with Elise Dharma, we'd like to let you know that the Instagram Marketing Summit from Social Media Examiner was just announced. So if you wish you had an engaged Instagram following that turned into customers, or maybe you you want to become that Instagram marketing rock star, but something maybe has kind of held you back a little bit, well, this summit can help. So you want to join 12 of the top Instagram marketing pros as they show you how to improve your reach, your engagement, your sales with Instagram. And you're going to learn proven marketing strategies that work. To learn more about this live, you want to make sure that you go to socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash summit. That's socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash summit to find all about this incredible uh, resource that we're doing all about Instagram. So go check that out.
0: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show, folks. I'm Jeff C. And I'm Grace Duffy.
1: And we are excited to be joined today by Elise Dharma. And we're going to explore Instagram shopping updates and the option to run Instagram ads without connecting to a Facebook ad account, or an actual Facebook page. So if you don't know who Elise is, she is an Instagram marketing expert who specializes in helping business owners scale with Instagram. She's a highly skilled Instagram instructor. Her courses are called Story Vault and Insta Growth Boss, and you will find her at that Instagram marketing summit we just mentioned. So Elise, welcome to the show today.
2: Thank you so much, Jeff and Grace. I'm super excited to dig into this.
1: Yeah, we've got some cool stuff. So Grace, I mean, just kick us off. we got a lot of stuff to cover about Instagram today.
0: Well, Instagram rolled out some updates to its new shopping tools that it announced last month. So beginning next month, Instagram will now let businesses and creators sell merchandise directly within the app. So of course, they announced something called their Commerce Eligibility Requirements that enable you to access or it tells you how to enable the Instagram shopping for your business. And they are including creators, small businesses, influencers, and basically anyone with a business account. So they recognize that during this uncertain time, there are many people who are still not getting out to stores. And this was their way of rolling out an opportunity for like local small businesses to be able to sell their merchandise through Instagram. And of course, this is all, Uh, part of that bigger Facebook shops rollout that we talked about last month. So... You know, right now, you know, this is just an update from Instagram. They just announced it, but they didn't roll out anything quite yet. And in fact, a lot of the news from last month was that they were rolling out, but sometime in the summer or in a few weeks or whatever. So again, this is not uh, something that has been officially rolled out. It was just an update. It was reported by things like Forbes and Engadget and TechCrunch, but we still don't know very much about it. And it doesn't even go into effect until July 9th. And of course, shopping on Instagram hasn't even officially rolled out to most people. Definitely not to you, Elise, in Canada. Uh, at least not yet, right? And there's very few that are have it here in the U.S. Actually, and so, you know, again, Instagram did mention that they are trying to make it possible for business pages, those creators, anyone with a business account, will be able to sell. So, you know, when this rolls out more broadly do you think that this is something that would be a game changer for any of your clients, at least like what has been the reaction to this news within your own community and within your own clients?
2: Absolutely. I think my e-commerce clients are super excited for more opportunity to sell through social media. I always tell my students and clients that Instagram is the best free sales and marketing tool that we have. So I think what will be interesting to see is for people like myself, I sell digital products. And from Instagram's release... The example products they listed were candle making businesses, Mm -hmm. a musician selling merchandise, a food blogger expanding into their own cookware line. So all of their examples entailed physical products. And that's the big question for me is what kind of products can a creator sell on Instagram with this new expansion? Are we going to stay in the physical products realm or is Instagram going to let people sell digital products like courses or templates or something that you sell through your website, maybe not necessarily through Shopify? So... I'm really excited to see if they're going to support digital product creators like myself. I do think that this move makes a lot of sense for Instagram to really position itself in the online and e-commerce world. As we've seen over the last few months, online shopping and online activity in general has exploded. So I think this is Instagram's step forward into being a bigger player in the online shopping world.
1: Very cool. So you mentioned not selling digital products. So can you kind of give us, I'll be a little selfish because I'm interested in this as well. So what are some ways they do sell products and services that you can leverage kind of on Instagram? Do you have any like, because people might be like, oh man, I really wanted to you know, sell my course or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you tell some of your clients? What, is there ways to do that on Instagram?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way you shop on Instagram right now, when you have a physical product is you can tag the product in a post, and then that will have a little pop-up in the image on your actual post, which you can then directly link to your website. So you can check out through the website. For myself, like a digital course creator without a Shopify website or any of the e-commerce back ends, you get a little creative, but it's very possible to sell digital products through Instagram. Of course, there there's the link in your bio. That's mm-hmm. the best first place to lead people to. But in 2020, I'm a big fan of really cultivating relationships on Instagram. I do think that Instagram is the relationship tool across all social media platforms. Whereas YouTube is more of like a search engine or right. Pinterest is more of like a search engine. But When you really want to make the deeper connection with your customers and your fan base, you're going to spend that time on Instagram. So by using stories, replying to people's stories, this actually creates a private direct message thread between you and the customer. And that's where I see the sales happening. When people feel like they're getting a direct response from the brand, when they feel like they're getting any last minute questions answered, plus you can share an unlimited number of links in that mm-hmm. private direct message thread, that's where sales are happening for digital course creators like myself.
1: Awesome. So, and this is me trying to think of a workaround because I do have a Shopify <laughs> <laughs> Shopify site and I know there's plugins that'll let me sell digital products. Is that a way that, you know, people could might be able to sneak in if they already have like a Shopify store? Do you think it's going to work with it? I know that's speculative, but I, I just was, is it worth people to, to, you know, say, okay, I've got a digital product. They're only letting Shopify in. Should I look down the Shopify route to maybe get my product on Instagram?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting question. I've seen online entrepreneurs like myself in my industry actually create a Shopify site to sell a digital product. Mm -hmm. So they're not shipping anything physical. They still have a Shopify store, but they're selling email templates or contract templates. And then they're just delivered digitally over email. So that would be interesting. If you do have digital products, can you still set them up as a product in a Shopify store and then still qualify for the ability to sell on Instagram and get those tags and get all of those special features? When I look at what Instagram's sharing Their terms are a little vague right now in Mm -hmm. terms of who qualifies. Um, Of course, you have to have your own website. And they also mentioned this trustworthiness factor as well in terms of the eligibility requirements. So it'll be interesting to see who actually gets this new feature going forward. And then if Instagram is going to be a little bit more specific as to who can sign up and qualify.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Well, you're right. Like they did roll out some of these requirements and one of them was to demonstrate trustworthiness. And the other one was to have an authentic established presence. But Mm. looking through the requirements, it didn't say anything about what that means. So I know that in your own business that you do talk a lot about establishing that authentic Instagram presence using what you have. So tell us how... Do you build that trustworthiness and that presence on Instagram and as you put it on your site? No fancy cameras, photo shoots in Morocco, (laughs) although I would not mind that, people. (laughs) uh, and no big budgets required. And again, you know, this hasn't officially rolled out yet. So I think at this point, businesses are in a good position to start establishing those things and Mm -hmm. still be able to, you know, catch this wave whenever they decide to come around. So what technique do you suggest people do to? build that presence, that trustworthiness. Mm-hmm.
2: My guess when Instagram talks about demonstrating trustworthiness or having an authentic presence, my guess is that Instagram is referring to a couple years ago when accounts used to grow using automation tools. And we know now that the algorithm or Instagram knows when you've connected your account to a third party tool and you're letting it run in the background, maybe auto liking, auto following. So this was really big and popular in 2016. And while I do think it's died down now because Instagram has really cracked down on those measures, I think Instagram has record of that in your account's history. So my... Uh, guess is that in terms of that factor, which was the trustworthiness, I think Instagram is just making sure that your account was grown without those tools. Mm. That's my guess. But in terms of building that trustworthiness with customers and that authentic presence, I do think what that's referring to is just using Instagram alone, the app without added in you know, tools, apps, automations, just using the features within the app and being consistent. That's often what it comes down to with Instagram marketing. Instagram loves when you share content on a consistent basis. It loves when you share content that people share or save for future reference. So when you start to run your account to really please the algorithm, let's say, and Instagram starts to see you as a reliable, consistent source of content specifically for your niche, I think that's how it's going to be able to mark you as authentic. Of course, we're just speculating. We don't know what really goes on in the back end of the algorithm. But that's what I've seen really work for my students, especially in 2020, is forget about buying followers. Like That was never a great idea anyway. But If you have, you should be able to go through your followers now and actually hit remove. There's a remove button that you can just literally remove a follower from following you back in the day you had to block them, but now Mm -hmm. you can remove them. So I would say like clean up your account. If you have tried any of these things in the past and then going forward, just be really consistent with your content and being a voice in that niche. And the algorithm will see that and continue to serve you free organic traffic.
1: Gotcha. So that's
2: fantastic uh,
0: advice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, Jasmine Williams over on YouTube asked a question that kind of right to the one I was going to ask you next. She goes, is this connected to the Facebook shop that rolled out not too long ago? It didn't work for her Teespring store. And that kind of rolled into my question, you know, in your experience, have you had to link in an Instagram account to a Facebook page or ads account to actually sell on Instagram? Because you talk about like selling without ads and, you know, Mm -hmm. tell us more about that because anytime we don't have to spend any money, you know, we're kind of interested in that kind of thing. Totally.
2: Well, I got started on Instagram in 2012 posting actually mustache pictures of myself because it was November awesome. um, and no one was following me. So I just didn't really care. And then in 2013, I got my very first client and my job was to grow their Instagram. So that's when I got started and they were actually an e-commerce brand, a fashion brand. And then I learned through trial and error, But back then, it was the wild, wild west. We grew to 100,000 followers in less than six months. And it was amazing. And now things have changed. Of course, it's a lot different to grow today. And I remember when I started to take Instagram growth seriously, it was in 2016. I wanted to grow my business. I wanted to get more clients. So I decided to use my travel photos to grow my following. And I grew organically. By the end of the year... I think I had 60,000 followers, which was great, but I was making zero money from it. I didn't collect any email addresses. I had nothing to sell, but that's how I grew back then all through organic methods. So I do remember when I started to sell or run ads just to experiment. I remember I was able to run ads on my Instagram without actually connecting to my Facebook page. And I Mm -hmm. might be wrong on that, but I just have a memory that I didn't have to connect it. Soon enough, though, Facebook's said, No, you need to have a, a Facebook page. And you know, now I have a business manager where everything's in one place. And I really prefer that because everything is in that one place. So that's been my experience. Organic gotcha. growth happened for many, many years. Majority of my clients grow organically today. Very few people are using ads. So I don't think it's a necessity. You can absolutely still grow in 2020, but just still focus on like those quality relationships as we talked about.
1: Gotcha. And uh, Chris over on LinkedIn says, organic is always good. Yes, it is. It is always good if we can get organic and not have to pay for it. So,
2: yeah. And to that point, you Mm -hmm. can also make money from what I'm seeing with my students with very few followers. Um, You know, I grew to 60,000 followers without making a dollar. And most of my students who are making four figures or five figures, they have less than a thousand followers. And it's Mm -hmm. all organic growth. And it's all just focused on that relationship marketing aspect.
1: Awesome. Well, we got some more news about Instagram. It just keeps on coming, the Instagram news. So, um, more shopping stuff. So, Grace, kind of break this down for us about these product tags.
0: So this was a test that is being run with a small group of accounts in the U.S. So this is not something that is widely available, but it is something we want to highlight because it is very cool. And that is the addition of clickable product tags within post captions in Instagram. And as you may all recall or have noticed that Instagram is very picky about <laughs> not having links In those captions. So once tapped these product links, and they are just a hyperlinked like word or description, you could click on them and they would go to a shoppable product page, much like the shopping tags that you could also see in certain post images, right? So, of course, this was reported by social media today. Instagram did confirm that it is testing this option with certain accounts that have checkout enabled. It is widely speculated that this may become more accessible as Instagram rolls out shops more broadly, but for right now, it is fairly limited. So again, you know, I don't have it. I know Elise doesn't have it being in Canada right now, but what do you think of this update when you saw it? What was your first impression of how you could use this?
2: Yeah, I actually haven't seen it live in action, but one of my friends took a screenshot and shared it in her stories. And it looks like a hyperlink in your caption, which is cool. You know, just like a blog post, you would see an underlined or colored section. That's a link. That's what it looks like. And at first I thought, okay, really a handy feature if you're a seller or an e-commerce shop. But then I thought about it from the follower perspective. And I do wonder if it's going to make the platform feel a little too sales focused. Mm. Because the funny thing about Instagram is it's a great place to offer your products. People love shopping from Instagram. They love to get inspiration on what products to buy but by having clickable links in captions, are people just going to accidentally hit them too much? Are they going to get annoyed that they're, you know, seeing a product sales page often when they're clicking them? It will be interesting to see. And I'm sure that's why Instagram is rolling it out just to a few accounts right now to probably test how many people are actually tapping on it. Are they staying on the page when they get there? Are they buying? And this is data that I'm sure Instagram has to collect to decide whether to roll it out to everyone Personally, I thought having the the tags in the photos where you can tap the photo mm-hmm. and be led to the product page, I thought that was great. Maybe the captions, the linked captions are going to make it even easier to shop. Maybe followers will find it a bit of a turnoff. We'll see.
1: Gotcha. Well, so, so you know, me, because, you know, really only link for like, if you don't have the swipe up or whatever in stories is like in your profile. And I was like, one more place we have a link. And I was all excited, but you know, I never thought about it from that perspective as the user, the end user. I I think of it as a marketer and not as the end user. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense that some people might feel like it's, oh, it's getting e-commerce-y kind of Mm -hmm. uh, feeling like that. So very, very interesting. But one of the things is your expertise is, you know, like helping businesses generate leads, make sales, and to be, Become an influencer. You kind of help brands from, you know, you mentioned before zero followers to making real revenue on Instagram and that organic type of sales funnel. So can you tell us how businesses use Instagram to go from collecting followers? You know, like you said, mm-hmm. at the beginning, you had all these followers, but you were making zero money. So, you know, you mentioned creating these uh, consumer relationships and driving sales. How do you do that? Like, what's the first thing you tell somebody who's just started and they got like, their mom, and maybe, you know, their aunt following them on Instagram. What's the next step? How do you get those Mm -hmm. relationships?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So first thing I ask my students to do is to get clear on your business model. What exactly are you offering and selling? And I know that seems very fundamental, but sometimes business owners are really new and they're at the platform and they're a little overwhelmed. So typically my students sell coaching. So one-on-one coaching Mm -hmm. or group coaching services or products. And those can be physical or digital. Those are the main things that I see people selling on Instagram. So once you're clear on what your offer is, the very first thing I recommend to do is to give your profile a makeover. Your profile includes your username, your name, your bio, your profile picture, and then the link. So you want to comb through your entire profile and just make sure Does this really speak to that target person, that specific person I'm trying to attract to my profile? Is it clear in the very first sentence of my bio who I help and how, you know, does my profile picture represent me? Is there a compelling reason to click the link in my bio? A lot of times new people on Instagram will make their whole profile about themselves, which is natural because it's supposed to be about you. But Mm -hmm. when you're running a business, I really recommend for you to make your profile about your target follower. Tell them what they want to hear. Tell them how you're going to help them. So I actually have a YouTube video on how to do an Instagram profile makeover. So you can check that out on my channel for all the Mm how-tos. But after that phase, the second part is to look at your content plan. And by your content plan, I mean your feed, as well as your stories. So what content can you create on a consistent basis? There's that word again. It doesn't have to be daily. It just has to be consistent. So for me, for example, I post three times a week. That's my commitment and every day in my stories. So you want to go ahead and craft your content plan, maybe come up with three to five themes of types of content you can share that again, your follower is going to resonate with. It's all about the target follower and very little about you. Where it is about you is in your stories. So whether you are the face of the brand or you're the person running your e-commerce brand's profile, you can show up on your stories and share you know, the things that are a little bit more raw, behind the scenes, sneak peeks, promos, funny stuff, random stuff, topical things. It could be anything really. But it's really about building that deeper connection. And the third part of generating leads and sales from Instagram, even with less than a thousand followers, is your own engagement tactics. So by now, we've given your profile a makeover. We have a solid content plan. Now we have to look at what are you going to do to engage with your target follower? Because a lot of times we think, well, I'll just make a great profile and people will find me. That kind of worked in 2016, <laughs> but in 2020, you need to be proactive. So you need to be finding people who look like they would make a great follower. You need to be engaging with their account, liking, commenting. My favorite engagement tactic is watching their stories and replying to their stories because, as I mentioned, that creates that private DM thread. And I know you might be hearing that, thinking, "Well, that sounds like a lot of work." And I'm not going to lie, you can't <laughs> automate these things. Right. You You can have a team member help you, but going back to what we were first talking about, the reason why it's worth that work, having these conversations with people is because that's where the sales are happening. Especially like yourself, Jeff, if you're just, you know, having that one link in your bio, you have to get a little creative as to how you're closing sales.
1: Mm, Good points. Good points.
0: So content in all platforms is a little bit tricky right so especially like you know because you've got the photograph you've got to come up with the quippy statements and or the mm-hmm. captions or whatever so you mentioned you're a guest on on michael stelzner's uh social media marketing podcast and that uh, episode was actually released last friday so uh, those of you listening to this podcast as soon as you're done here you can go over there but you do talk about how you love testing Instagram captions for your photo-based content. So can you tell us a little bit about that process? Give us a sneak peek at how you test what works and what doesn't work, because you don't always get that feedback of what's working or not working, right? Just when you have your account. So how do you determine what's really resonating?
2: Yeah, absolutely. The first step here is to remove yourself from measuring your success against the vanity metrics of Instagram. And that the classic vanity metric is the number of likes that you've received. And because the algorithms changed so much over the years, you know, we just can't get the same number of likes. There's more people on the platform. The algorithm works differently. So the first thing you need to do is remove your worth or how well you're doing on the platform um, by comparing to how many likes you're getting. As an example, I posted something a week or two ago that had just under 500 likes. And my normal benchmark of average likes is about a thousand. But then I posted a video that got 15,000 views, right? There was this huge, huge range of numbers. Um, And I just have to keep reminding myself, that's good data to have the fact that that video did really well, but it doesn't measure whether my profile is, you know, successful per se. So... When I'm creating content, I do like to test things, as you said, in my caption. And I also like to create community-based content. So these would be quote cards. This would be content that's really less about me as the person. And it's more for my follower. Because remember, we're making this profile for our follower. What I mentioned on that podcast with Mike was I did share a picture of myself and my boyfriend, which I don't do very often. He's not someone on my profile very often. And I also am just sharing less content about myself. But what I did in the caption was I still didn't make it about myself. I wrote it as kind of a manifesto, a shout out to all the partners of people who run online businesses. And I listed a couple of reasons about why partners are awesome. And so it was kind of about my relationship, but not specifically. And it was really interesting to see how many people still shared that post in their stories, even though it was a picture of me and my boyfriend. And they were saying, read the caption. Mm. The caption was resonating with them. So that tells me down the road, and I still plan to do this, I need to turn the content of the caption into what I call a quote card. So that way the visual will be a quote that I, I usually make them in Canva, mm-hmm. free tool, love it. Um, and that way the visual will be a quote. And I bet you when I share that in my feed, people will be much more inclined to share that in their stories and say, yes, like shout out to my partner or yes, thank you so much and tagging their partner. So that's the plan because I was able to test that out with a photo and see that the caption really resonated. I'm not afraid to repurpose content. I do it all the time and I'm gonna be sharing that one as a quote card very
1: soon. Awesome. This is re- great to hear. Luke says, heard this idea about partners on the podcast, Mike <laughs> Stelter's podcast, we just mentioned, uh, and loved it. So thank you, Luke, uh, over on LinkedIn for letting us know that. This last section is, you know, we've talked about ads and tying it in and all this stuff. And now, what is this that Facebook is doing, Grace? I, it's so it's so <laughs> well, out of the ordinary, but tell us what it is.
0: Well, apparently, they're now allowing uh, Instagram business accounts to run ads without linking to a Facebook page or ads account. So this was initially reported by Adweek. It's now allowing new advertisers in some regions. So not everyone and not someone that's previously advertised is what I'm reading with that uh, to create these ad campaigns without having to link to a page or account. But if you have used a Facebook ads account to advertise on Instagram in the past, you will have to. Continue to do so. So, again, this is just people who have freshly found themselves advertising on Instagram. And the reason why this is so weird to those (laughs) of us that have been following the news is that for the last few years, Facebook, which owns, of course, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, has been pushing this idea of interoperability. And they've pushed it for so long that I finally learned how to pronounce that word. (laughs) Um, And they also, whenever they do their annual stats or their quarterly stats, they always refer to things as their family of apps, right? So they never pull the stats as like Instagram or Facebook. It's always like their family of apps. We have this much reach. We've generated this much advertising income. And they will break down some parts of it. But again, it's always message. And then, of course, as we were talking about earlier, that when they rolled out these shopping on Facebook, it was very much emphasized that in order to have a shop on Facebook, which is different than having shopping tags or to be able to run ads, but to have that physical shop or shop where you're selling physical items on Instagram, you had to link it to a Facebook page or ads account to have that eligibility. So now this last week, they then say, no, 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 wait, you don't actually have to. Right now, of course, you know, there is some speculation that this might have to do with the political divisiveness that's going on on Facebook you know again highly speculative i don't know that i necessarily agree or disagree with that but at least what do you think i know that you have your own opinions of why this makes sense or doesn't make sense? Yeah, I
2: think it could be for a couple reasons. One being that I'm not sure that it's common knowledge to business owners or creators that Facebook is the parent company of Instagram. Mm. I do think that there might be this pet perception that Instagram is its own thing, right? And you mentioned some of the negative press that Facebook's been getting. So this could be a way that Facebook is... Perhaps separating that association. You know, if people don't really know that Instagram is underneath Facebook and Facebook's getting all this bad press, well, how about we just keep Instagram a little bit separate? Mm-hmm. Because from what I've seen over the last 2 years, especially, a lot of the latest features, a lot of the really cool up-to-date features, they're not going to Facebook. They're going to Instagram. So I do see Facebook really focusing on Instagram as their, I think, number one app um, in terms of it being used. And also, it's an amazing sales and marketing tool. So that's one thing. It could be that Facebook's trying to separate the association of the accounts to avoid that association. The other thing is from my experience with my students, I do find that people have so many connectivity issues when it comes to connecting their Instagram to their Facebook page. And I have to remind my students, I'm not Facebook support. I can't really help them in that way. But I do think that that is a stumbling block for a lot of people. They might have just joined Instagram. They might even You know, Facebook might be a forgotten thing, a forgotten profile. And then Instagram saying, oh, wait, you have to connect a Facebook page. Hold on. I don't even have a Facebook page. Isn't Facebook dead? Like, why would I even bother? And I do think there's a bit of that mentality. So I have seen with my own students that creating that connection to a Facebook page is an issue. So perhaps by removing that as as a stumbling block, they're able to help people um, start advertising on Instagram even faster. So those are my thoughts on it. From my perspective, I've always recommended to use Facebook Ads Manager Mm -hmm. when running ads. So I personally won't be using the in-app experience on Instagram. Plus, I've already connected my Facebook account. I just think you get way more flexibility and way more um, features that you need when you're going to be running Ads and spending quite a bit of money. So I just think that they're making the barrier to entry really low so that people can start running ads on Instagram pretty easily.
1: Yeah. So you kind of answered these questions, but so this really doesn't have anything to do with marketers who already have their Facebook account connected. You can't disconnect it and then run ads, from what I'm understanding. They're like, sorry, you've already connected. You're, you, yeah. It's just, so that was a little odd to me. And you kind of went through the pros and cons of this, why people wouldn't. And I thought you were spot on in this. But the one big thing that I I think of is how does this affect retargeting? Because, you know, like especially if you have a website and you're putting the Facebook pixel on your website, you know, that's, I believe, what Instagram's using to for retargeting stuff. And so to me, that's a big deal. And that's why I would use Facebook (laughs) is so I can retarget stuff. So what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah. This move reminds me of the Facebook boost button. Mm, So mm. for a while, Facebook was really pushing us, you know, when a post was doing well organically, Hey, boost this post. It's really easy. Fill in a couple forms and, you know, put $20 towards this. And for many years, my Facebook marketer friends have said, don't do that. That's just an easy grab for Facebook to get money. And it's really not going to be an effective way to advertise. To me, this connection is similar to that boost button. I was talking to a friend of mine who works at a big platform company associated with Instagram. And she said over the spring, March, April, May, they saw an influx of customers. And she believes it's kind of this new wave of people who are, who are just learning about Instagram as a sales tool today. You know, maybe they've been running a brick and mortar shop. Maybe they've been running a dentist clinic for years. And then with COVID and quarantine, they're like, Oh, we got to get online. Okay. Let's, let's make an Instagram account. So, From her perspective, she's seen a lot of people new to the platform join in the last three months and... Going back to the boost button post uh, point, I think that just creating a really easy way for people to advertise on Instagram is kind of capturing that market. It's like, hey, you're new here. Oh, you have some advertising dollars. Oh, just click this button. You can do it all in the app. It's not going to be very accurate. You're going to be missing out on a lot of data and the retargeting features, as you mentioned. But hey, at least you feel like you're running an ad and maybe we're making some money too. So that could also be it.
1: Gotcha. Great points there. So I'm so glad you came on the show. This was a, you did an awesome job and thank you for breaking all this stuff down. And even some of it was a little speculative, but being able to uh, speak really, really well on that. So uh, we want to know where people, if they go, oh my gosh, I need to have more, Elise, where can I find you? Where can people find out more about you?
2: Well, of course, Instagram, I'm over at Elise Dharma. I also have a ton of YouTube trainings on my YouTube channel. You can just search Elise Dharma and find me there. And then the hub for everything is elisedharma.com if you want my blogs and all that great stuff. So yes, thank you so much for having me. This has been fantastic.
1: Yeah, and so can you um, tell us what you'll be teaching at the, we mentioned this at the top of the show, the Instagram Marketing Summit. Uh, I'm really excited for your session now. So what is the title of your session and what you're gonna be talking about?
2: Yeah. It's how to use Instagram to generate sales in less time and without ads. So I know we talked a lot about e-commerce and advertising today, but like I said, my background is really growing organically, even though I made all the wrong mistakes because I didn't make money and I didn't collect emails. So I'll be sharing what I teach my students today to grow organically and not have it take you know, hours every day because none of us have time for that, for social media. Um, And you don't need to even run ads. I'll show you what's working to get followers and generate sales. So I'm super excited to share
1: that. Awesome. And you can find out more about that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash summit. Elise, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate your time today. We'll see you next time. Bye now.
0: Bye. Bye. Fantastic. Yes. So if you want to hear more from Elise, do check out that podcast episode on the social media marketing podcast with Michael Stelzner. It was published last week. It was called how to use Instagram as a sales funnel without ads. And so she takes a lot of the stuff that she talked about just a few minutes ago and really goes a deep dive into them. So if you want more specifics on that captions, the, the caption testing that she's doing and Mm -hmm. and how to create those sales and those relationships do check out that podcast
1: yeah so now we've got some blurbs that we teased at the beginning of the show um some stuff that's coming out with facebook tell us about uh this new thing that i know it sounds a little nerdy we don't like talking about this stuff but it's very very important so grace talk about uh this uh new setting so
0: So Facebook added a new setting for businesses to help them comply with CCPA. So it is the California consumer privacy act that went into effect earlier this year. Now businesses got a six month grace period to transition their businesses to comply with this new data privacy law. So, um, you know, so that period is coming to an end. So mm-hmm. Facebook rolled out this tool, this setting, limited data use is what it's called. And it's to help businesses better manage their obligations under CCPA. I fear that the more that I talk about it, the more confusing and more <laughs> loopholes that we get into it. So I'm just gonna say that we Jeff and I actually did a show earlier in the year with Jamie Lieberman from right. hashtag legal. And we did a full hour-long show Deep dive, about it. It's Yep. Deep dive. So, and she is an actual lawyer that can speak intelligently and will help you. So anyway, businesses should have been working towards complying with this. And I think this is just a cliff notes last minute. Hey, by the way, this is
1: coming July 31st. You better be ready because you know, the lawyers are, so, uh, you want to make sure you get that going. So, um, very, very important. So if you haven't done that yet, check that out. And go and go. also, if you're like, what is what are they talking about? Just jump back to that, that episode that we did earlier. Uh, go through that. She does a great job breaking it down. So that will kind of get you on the right path if you haven't heard about that before. Our next little blurb is, I love this stuff because it's about live video. Facebook Live producer rolls out new broadcaster tools. And this was actually shared by Matt Navarro, one of the super sleuths of social media who uh, discovers all this stuff. He broke this in his Facebook group and he got some descriptions actually from Mari Smith and It actually, I actually have it. Woohoo! I finally got something first. So um, it's very, very cool what it allows you to do. It lets you upload graphic packages for on-screen graphics during broadcast. So you can have lower thirds, you can have titles, you can have actually end screens and uh, openers and all sorts of things. You can bring up on-screen comments, you can queue up comments from viewers to show on screen. And there's actually a feature link uh, on screen during a live broadcast. So it's very, very cool. You want to go check it out. You can go find the screenshots online, but I tested it and it worked really well. Now I haven't tested it with third-party tools. Not sure how, uh, like what we're using right now, we're using StreamYard. I don't know if I can use both and or not. I haven't tested that yet, but it is rolling out. I hope they make it permanent because it's a lot of things that a lot of people were needing if they just wanted to run Facebook Live natively. So it's very, very cool. It looked really, really slick and it worked. It reminded me kind of like how StreamLabs and some of those other gamer kind of things, because I'm sure they're trying to get all this stuff working because Mixer shut down, which was the big gaming platform that Microsoft had, and they're moving it all over to Facebook Gaming. And this kind of stuff is what gamers want. So I'm thinking this stuff's going to happen pretty fairly quickly, and this will roll out to everybody fairly shortly. And that's just me speculating. So very, very cool nerdy stuff for live video producers.
0: Jeff, how did you find out that you had access to these tools? Did you get an alert? Did you get an email? No, mail? I saw
1: your, you drop it in the news. And so I went and checked to see if I had it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have it. So that's how I knew. Yeah. It's inside of the producer, the live video producer. That's where you'll see okay. all that stuff. You kind of have to dig for it a little bit, but it is very, very cool.
0: Well, I mean, it may be eliminating the need for third-party tools, but I still, we still like our third-party tools, yeah. don't we? We'll so, see. Yeah. We've
1: been saying that for a while, but I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime soon.
0: Well, and to your point, they have been rolling out a lot of stuff for gaming and for gamers. Of right. course, we don't really cover that on the show, mm-hmm. so we haven't really kept track of it. But I mean, every week there's a new thing like for gamers monetization. So right. you know, it's it, a
1: big it, audience, and so Facebook yeah. wants to capture that, especially since, uh, like I said, Mixer is shutting down in July and moving over to Facebook Gaming. So they want these people to come to them, not go over to Twitch.
0: Absolutely. So. In other news, uh, this is something else Mari Smith also announced on her Facebook page, and that is that paid online events on Facebook are rolling out now. So she received an alert on her page, and it detailed the terms. So uh, Facebook first announced this update on April 24th, and it is the ability to charge for Facebook events Mm -hmm. that you would then, of course, broadcast on using live video, right? So this is anything from online performances and concerts to classes to professional development, professional conferences, you know, you name it, right? So at the time, we didn't really know much about it. They just said, hey, this is coming soon and it is here now. One of the big things that Mari Smith actually highlighted was that Facebook is charging a 30% commission.
1: What? That is ridiculous. Sorry. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know that we've seen this option available on our social media examiner page yet. At least I haven't seen it. But she does say that you will get a giant notice at the top of your newsfeed. So if you are interested in this, please be on the lookout for that. I don't know how many people are in a position to give up, you know, give up 30% of their gross revenue, uh, to use this tool. But again,
1: if you had a gazillion eyeballs, I can see where, okay, yeah. that's worth it to get in front of Facebook. But that still seems really, really high to me. I haven't compared it to what's like an Eventbrite or something like that, what they charge. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a lot of cash.
0: So I know. It is an all-in-one solution though, because if you think about it, you, you use live and like with the events and live video and mm-hmm or Facebook events and then Facebook live. And then LinkedIn is also rolling out the same thing, right? right? So, but you have to have LinkedIn live for that, which not everyone always has. So I think people are just trying to figure out how to make these things work, but 30%, ouch. I don't yeah. know that I would agree with not
1: that. Not yet. So anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, Mari for pointing that out for us and uh, getting uh, all the details to us. So this next thing is Facebook adds new functionality to portal. Um, If you know what portal is, it's their own little device that lets you talk to people, you know, directly. And so it's allowing you to use messenger rooms now, which is very cool and capacity to go live in groups and pages. Now I kid about that, but it is like sold out during kind of this lockdown stuff because people want to be able to communicate. And I remember when we broke the news that this was rolling out, we all kind of went, nah, it's not going to work, but that's selling like crazy. So the update is, is Facebook added some new features and live video options to its portal. So you can now go into Messenger Rooms, which is very, very cool. We tested those. We talked about those before. It enables users to jump in and out of the video Hangout option with their portal device. You can host celebrations with up to 50 people. You can have a book club. You can hang out on the couch with friends, you know, whatever. And so they're actually adding new uh, digital backgrounds options for Messenger and and Messenger Rooms on Portal. And uh, users, can blur their background to look really cool or replace it with a pre-selected image from Portal Spaces. So, you know, this has been really popular with this all this video conferencing that's been going on for like the Zoom tool. Uh, Star Wars actually got uh, released some backgrounds. I'm not saying I downloaded those that same day, but you can also go live from portal to Facebook pages and groups now using your portal devices. You know, previously the Facebook app on portal would only allow people to broadcast through their personal profiles. Now you can expand your video reach to pages and groups. So if you're a portal owner that or it's, that's your market, that is something that's pretty exciting, especially for people who are like running groups. So, yeah, yeah very exciting stuff there.
0: It is. Last two updates. These are just updates from... That we've reported on in the past. Well, no, one is new, but this is an update. So a few weeks ago, we talked about audio tweets being debuted. Now, we saw them via tweets uh, from a member of Twitter's design team. They discussed what these audio tweets only would look like. Well, they debuted this last week to a select number of iOS users. And you're able to record snippets up to 140 seconds. And share them as audio tweets. And then anyone can hear them. Anyone can listen to them. And they just show up on the timeline like any other tweet. They will, in the coming weeks, roll it out to all iOS users. And then we'll just see where it goes from that. So everyone on iOS will be able to send the tweets. But, of course, everyone can hear them. So, again, I thought it was really amusing that they stuck with their 140 number. You know that that's... uh, That's
1: cool. Yeah. yeah,
0: That's a print.
1: And I I don't know if it'll catch on. I mean, I can see it, you know, but we'll have to see. This is interesting. And it's weird that it's only for iOS, but interesting stuff coming out of Twitter. Yeah.
0: And then the other thing is Google rolled out a Pinterest competitor called Keen's or Keen, K-E-E-N, Mm Keen. And so it lets you curate content that you love and share your collections with others and find new content based on what you save. So Keen allows you to curate these boards called Keen's that are based around a topic or an interest, which sounds a lot like. Google Plus, right? Remember that yeah. back in the day. In the day. Uh, and then you can search and use machine learning to recommend others. So, again, uh, these can be private or public. Uh, so, users can control what is shared versus what is contributed. Uh, it is available right now on web and Android. So, all of you that do not have audio tweets, iOS users, you get keys. Yeah. Surprise! Yes. Something for everyone this week. So, you gotta
1: rename that, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. I know. Well, I don't know how much this is gonna take off, but. I think Google releases a lot of products and then they kind of drift away or they get rolled into other things. So it'll just be interesting. But mm-hmm. again, this is being uh, touted as a Pinterest competitor. So it's interesting that Pinterest is trying to be more search focused and our favorite search company is trying to be more, more
1: image so focused. Yeah. Image focused. <laughs> so one is a little bit bigger and maybe buy the other one. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. You never know. So very interesting stuff. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching today. We had some interesting stuff with Instagram and the, These little blurbs at the end. Thanks for uh, listening for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And before we wrap up the show, wanted to share again about that Instagram marketing summit. Uh, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. It starts July 13th and includes five days of online training with 12 of the top Instagram marketing pros, Elise Dharma being one of them. Uh, they will show you how to turn that Instagram following into customers and improve your reach engagement and your sales with Instagram. So you can register for that now at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash summit. Again, socialmediaexaminer.com slash summit to find out everything about it.
1: Yeah, don't forget that this is a podcast, so if you miss a show one week or you just want to listen to it as you're working out or running around the neighborhood, you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify with new episodes publishing every Saturday. We would love for you guys to leave us a review. It lets us get out there in front of some more people, so if you have a chance, we would love for you guys to do that. And We are actually taking a break next week. Our next show is on Friday, July 10th. That's Friday, July 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can always find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And wherever you are, you can find out when and what we'll be talking about on our weekly show calendar. You can find it at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. That's socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show.
0: Thank you for joining us today. And thank you to Lee Starba for being our guest. And I hope all of you stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll see you again when we come back in two weeks.
1: Bye now. Have a great time, a great weekend. Bye.
0: Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.